Oh, wow. It's just so much fun to just... It's like I'm getting ready to take a picture. It's like... So, yeah. Thanks for coming tonight. And it's, it's warming up outside. Alabama's starting to get hot again. I like the warm weather. I mean, I wish it would stay at like 75, but it ain't it ain't going to. Do what? 70 tomorrow? The high of tomorrow is 70? Oh, it's going to be raining. That's fine. So we live? Okay. i just making sure. <laughs> so Y'all checking Facebook back there? Is that what it is? Or the app? What is most people watching on Facebook or the app? They should watch it on the app. They should watch it on the app. Watch it on the app. Facebook is Facebook. Yeah. Spacebook. <laughs> this is what one of, one of my old buddies, he's an old guy. He's like, yeah, we, we used to have that Spacebook. Like, no, 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 you didn't. <laughs> is that like a new branch of the Army? Space, yeah. But uh, we're going to be in Second Timothy tonight. And, and it was, it's been a frustrating couple of days man I wanted to teach about something and then and I just been digging in as I normally do and 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 kind of reading in what I want to teach on and and the guy's like nope I'm like it's like 430 God and uh, he's like yeah but you know it I'm like so Whoever this is for, God spoke to me. So, and I already had something else lined up. Man, it was it was deep. Maybe maybe next week. And so I've been writing some stuff down and uh, just meditating on a lot of stuff. And then God's like, "I want you to go to Second Timothy. Somebody needs this." And I'm like, "Okay. Remember, I'm obedient." <laughs> so I uh, just. Just follow Jesus, man. So, well, let's pray, and then we'll we'll jump into Second Timothy. So, Father, we thank you, God, for your mercies. Thank you that you speak to us and guide us through your Word, and and it's just your presence is just so tangible in life, Lord. God, we thank you for your wisdom and and so much of your understanding. God, let it flow, let it flow tonight. God, we are grateful the opportunity to have a book like this that you went out of your way and, and, and supplied us with a book that just has so much knowledge and wisdom and understanding that it can only be from heaven and we thank you for that so be with us tonight we love you we honor you and you are king in Jesus name amen, amen. and so so yeah, I mean this was a a last minute change and yeah, it is what it is. And so but whoever it's for, it's I mean it's for all of us. That's the best thing about the word of God and scriptures that it all pertains to all of us. I mean we can understand and get a good meaning from it all. I mean it Every, every jot and tittle is not for us, but we can understand and have revelation off of it, which is amazing. And so, so let's start at chapter 2.
It says, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. All right. So who's he talking to? Timothy, right? So um, Timothy is, is always known as a young guy. Um, it talks about that, him being young, and don't let, him, don't let people look down on you because you're young. All right? And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrusted to faithful men. Okay? So Timothy is spending a lot of time with Paul in the company of many witnesses. Paul sets Timothy um, up. And so back in the day when, when you would anoint somebody or put somebody in a position, it wasn't done behind closed doors. It wasn't done just at their church. It was done in front of a lot of believers. So everybody knew what was going on. And they gave them a reason why. You know, it wasn't just a, hey, I want you to just go and lead that Bible study. It's, it's no, hey, everybody here, this dude is doing that. That's why he's doing this. And, um, and I love how the first century church followed that. And we're going to get into that in a second. It says, who will be able to teach others also? So it's telling us here, uh, what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrusted to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So what are they doing? They are discipling. See the pattern of discipleship here? It's not just, hey, I'm giving you this so you can just go talk about it. I'm going to give you this so you can also teach others to teach others. All right. Uh, a saying that I have is, disciplers disciple. And, and to make a disciple, you have to be a disciple. Share in suffering as a good soldier for Christ Jesus. Share in what? Suffering. So what does that mean? It means take on the burdens of other people as well. All right? When you're having a good day and somebody's not, somebody else is not, that don't mean just walk away from them and be like, hey, have a good day. <laughs> No, they're not having a good day. Um, let's, um, let's, 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 let's suffer with them. You know, part of that long-suffering, that, that fruit of the Spirit is uh, enduring the, um, the sufferings of other people, you know, as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. I love how Paul relates that to being in a soldier, to driving on, to being a, uh, for it to be a duty of ours, to help others out. I mean, that should be instinctive as followers of Christ to be a helpful brother, sister, and just jump right in. And uh, it says, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who is, the one who uh, enlisted him. So what is Paul saying here? Hey, don't go... Don't get into stuff that you shouldn't be. Leave that stuff alone. Leave this stuff alone that, um, that, that just don't matter to God. Because who are we trying to please? Our Heavenly Father. An athlete is not crowned unless he completes according to the rules. Now, I love this. All right. Paul just straight up threw a, a gold bar in there. 
the athlete is not crowned unless he completes according to the rules. We must follow the rules of heaven to be crowned at the end. It is the hard-working farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. It is. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. I love that, man. I, I love how Paul now is talking in a certain parable like Jesus did. He's making comments to these local people in a way that they could understand because, you know, Paul's in Rome, right? What is Rome known for? Arrogance and competition. Massive competition. He says, hey, if an athlete does it wrong, he gets disqualified. So will you be in the kingdom of God? Follow the rules. Do what is right. Long-suffering. All right? It says, remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel. What does gospel mean? Come on, y'all remember that. Oh, close. The, the announcement of the coming king. Remember that. That's what the gospel means. What the word gospel means. And it's announcement of the new coming king. Okay? So when you hear when you hear the gospels, the synoptic gospels, the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that word gospel means it's a it's an announcement, it's a royal decree that the new king is coming. Okay? So that's what that's what the gospels are. Jesus Christ the King is coming. Okay? For which I am suffering, okay? As I preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering. So Paul now is, we don't know the, the length between 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy. We know Paul is either under house arrest or something. We, we know he's locked up in Rome, okay? So for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal, okay? The only thing Paul did was preach the gospel, okay? And they're, they're trying to kill him. But, for the, but the words of God is not bound. Man, he's like, man, I may be unchanged, but the word of God is not. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect. Okay, who's the elect? We are, all right? Paul says, I endure, I do, I endure everything for the sake of y'all. That's what he's saying. For y'all, I'm enduring it all. I have these chains on so, so life can come into y'all. That they may also obtain salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It says, this, this saying is tr trustworthy for if I have died with him, I will also live with him. If I endure, I will also reign with him. If I deny him, he will also deny me or us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. What is Paul saying there? If we die with him, we also live with him. Okay? 
The scriptures tell us if, if we, to be born again, we must die to ourselves that Christ may live. And that's what Paul is referring to. If we endure, we will also reign with him. So is there uh, a possibility of giving up there? No. There's too many scriptures that point, say, everybody that makes it to the end shall be saved. If I, if I take this water bottle and I take it and I want to save it, I don't want to save it for later. I'm going to put it right here. I'm going to save it. It's right there. It's not going anywhere. But if somebody come up and they took my water and they, they, they run off with it and they steal it, is it, is it gone? It is gone. So what do I have to do? Either I'm going to have to go hunt it and get it back or it's going to be gone forever. Just like salvation. I'm saving it. God says, I'm saving you. I'm setting you aside. I'm making you holy. Okay? That's what holy means. To set aside. To be set apart. To be different. He says, I'm saving you for a day that's going to come. And I'm going to call you into heaven. But do not let the one come and snatch you away. Endure to the end. Because you're saved for that day. We are saved for a day that's going to come. We are saved for the day of judgment that we can walk into heaven and have the blood of Jesus on our life. And he's going to say, hey, good job. Welcome in. This is salvation. Most people, a lot of people don't understand that. They, well, what is, what is being saved? What, what does that mean? It means we are set apart for a day. We are saved. We are sealed. Okay? All right. Any questions on that? Agree, disagree? What are your thoughts? Amen. I like that. Let it be so. That's how God explained it to me one day, and I was in some mass, massive fasting and prayer. And trying to understand salvation, trying to understand just works, trying to understand it all. And that's how God explained it to me. And, and it really just... It really just opened my mind to understanding I am saved. And I, I got it then. All right, let's move to 14. Remind them of these things. The charge and charge them before God. Okay? What is he saying here? He's talking about discipling. He says, remind, the, remind them of these things. Okay? And then charge them before God. What does that mean? He says, hey... Go speak into their life and say, hey, I'm going to hold you accountable to that. What I'm telling you here, I'm going to hold you accountable. And when I catch you not doing what you're supposed to be doing, I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak into your life. I'm going, to, I'm going to light you up. I'm going to rebuke you. Okay? Too many times in our life, people do not like to be corrected. I personally do because I don't want to displease God. I wake up every day to put a smile on God's face. That's what I wake up for. And if I can do better, I want people to speak into my life. I mean, that's, that's why we're here, as iron sharpens iron. Too many times we have iron in somebody else's a piece of wood. And they get whacked. And they get whacked. And then that wood just all of a sudden just busts. 
And then you have somebody's iron and you got bronze. But when you got two pieces of steel that can hit on each other and bang, and you'll have a great weapon at the end. And if you allow that to happen in your life and you can link up with people and allow them to whittle you down and to sharpen you up and progress until you finally reach iron, that's a good place to be. And that takes time. I mean, you know, 21 years into this and it's like, I don't feel like I've made the iron stage. I mean, there's, there's still stuff that, I mean, I don't struggle with much, but I, I do feel like I have areas in my life that I can always progress in. I mean, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, um, you know, leadership. I mean, that's just just things that I, I strive for. And but I put people in my life that are that are solid, made of iron, and I want them there for a reason. Just like just like these Pauls and Timothys and and you know Titus and and James and John and all these people that are that are solid. That's why I can read these scriptures, and these people are iron. And I can take their iron and I can clash it to mine. I don't always need a person, but I can read the scriptures. Man, I'll turn on at nighttime when I can't sleep. I'll turn on the words of Jesus. And all it does is read the letters in red. Basically, is what it does. And man, I just get so, I don't know if convicted, but yet just driven to do better. Driven to live at a standard that, that Jesus lived in. Because God calls us to be perfect. He says, be perfect as my heavenly Father is perfect. You know, I can't, I don't like it people when people are like, well, God don't expect me to be perfect. Then why did he say it? I'm pretty sure he does. You know, obedience is better than sacrifice. Um, and that's an Old Testament term. But he wants us to live in a way that, that we don't have to keep redoing the same lessons over and over again. You know, it's like going to school and, and you go to school and you don't pass the test. What do you got to do? You got to retake it. Why do you want to retake it? They want you to know you if you know the material, right? The same thing with God. God's going to keep doing the, I have seen people, my Lord, go through the same temptations their entire life because they never know how to overcome it. One is because they do not let people speak into their life. Two, it's lack of knowledge and wisdom. Three, it's just sometimes they just want to bless it away. Blessing, you know, bad. You know, it's like, no, brother, you ain't blessing that away. I'm sorry. If you think the blessings of Abraham is going to take away whatever you're dealing with, it's, it's not going to happen. Uh, sorry about that, but that's just false doctrine. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's just not. I love you, but I love you enough to tell you the truth. And that's what we, we need brothers and sisters to do today is tell people the truth, you know. All right, let's jump on. All right, so remind them of these things and charge them before God. Do not quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruin the hearers. So what does that mean? It only ruins the hearers. We're talking about young ones. If they hear you bickering, arguing about stuff that really don't matter, guess what they're going to talk about? About stuff that really just don't matter. 
Okay? Do your best to, prevent, to present yourself to God as one approved. I love that. A worker who has no need to be ashamed. Rightly handling the word of truth. I love that as well. But avoid irrelevant babble. Man, I know a lot of smart people. And a lot of smart people oftentimes will just ramble on about nothing. And I don't guess it's really their fart. Their fart. Their <laughs> if they fart, I'm out of here. They're, they're fault because they're just, they're just so smart. They just blah, 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 blah. And it just don't make no sense to me. I'm like, I, I love you, man, but, man, you're hard to listen to sometimes. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have some guy in my brain right now. Uh, I, I, I love them, but they're, they, just, they just rabble up, or, you know. They just don't, don't make no sense. Um, and they'll chase stuff. They'll chase stuff that don't matter. You know, I'm like, does that does that matter? You know, I mean, I, I love being intelligent. I love being um, um, educated when it comes to biblical archaeology and stuff like that. But some of the stuff that I personally go and find may not apply to everybody. And I, I can catch myself just rambling on. And it's just like, man, that makes no sense to you. <laughs> you know, how are the Braves doing? You know, it's just, whatever. For it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. And, and they're talking about bickering about um, theology in a way. And that's what they're talking about. And their talk will sp spread like gangrene. And, and these are. So what's happening here is Paul's telling Timothy, there's people, and, and here, here it comes, um, People that it's uh, outside of the church that are trying to um, veer people away from the gospel, the, the truth of, of Jesus Christ. And it says among them are Hymenaeus and uh, Philetus, and and the first guy is also in First Timothy as well. He he's a problem child, and uh, it says who has uh, swerved from the truth saying that the resurrection has already happened. He's talking about uh, resurrection of the dead and, and, and us. So they are upsetting the faith of some. But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. I love that. Everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. If we claim to be Christ, we cannot be stuck in a pattern of sin. Our lives are, we live a lie. We absolutely live a lie. Where do we see this today? Um, I can't go there. America. We, we do see it so much in the Western Judeo church. Do what? Right. It is. I mean, there's a lot of preachers, evangelists out there that I don't believe they're right. 
Um, I mean, y'all y'all probably catch them on certain TV channels or radio stations or YouTubes or whatever, and it's like, yeah, you need to throw that one back in the water because that that thing needs to drown. Um, you know, it's it's you know, and it they just get caught up in babble. They get caught up on things that don't matter and and it yeah sorry yeah all right here we go verse 20 now in the in in a great house there are only they there are not only vessels of gold and silver but also of wood and clay some are honorable use some are for dishonorable therefore if anyone uh, cleanses himself from what is dishonorable he will be a vessel for honorable use. Set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. Okay. So what is Paul talking about here? Okay. So in the temple, there's there's vessels that they can use to um, conduct ceremonial um, temple work. Most of them back in the day were either be gold, silver, has to be a pure metal or completely made of stone. Okay, these things are, are pure materials. So they couldn't use anything that was um, wood covered in gold, something like that. That was, that was a dishonorable thing. You just couldn't use that. So if, if Passover time, you couldn't use a wooden cup, okay? That's, that's, that was dishonorable for the elements. Um, and so he's, he's making a uh, statement here that if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, meaning getting the um, unpure things out of his life, he will be a vessel for honorable use. So now he's turning his life from, from a, a dishonorable thing that he can't be used in the temple. And God's like, hey, I'm going to turn you into a cup of, of fine stuff, stuff that you can be used in the temple and be pure. So now we can use them for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for a good work. He's talking about temple things going on right there, but he's telling them so they, in a way that they could get it. Like, oh, I can't use a wooden cup to have a Passover with. So he's going to throw that out, get the right vessel. Now the master's going to use it. Ah, that applies to Christ. Okay, that's what he's saying. And so, did y'all know that? Y'all, have y'all read that before? Y'all knew that, right? Yeah. Huh? The good China. The good China. Be the good China. That's what he's saying. Be good China. <laughs> Mama said, don't touch a good china. I know kids got beat for using a good china. But God says, be good china. Do what? Man, we didn't have good china. We were poor. <laughs> if we had good china, it'd come to Walmart. <laughs> Do what? Yeah, plastic wrap with paper on it. I think it had Chick-fil-A or something on it. KFC. All right. It says in 22, so flee 
youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Among these things who call on the name of the Lord from a pure heart. Man, I love that. I mean, it's telling us what to do. Clear words. All right? It's telling Timothy this. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. Along with these who call on the name of the Lord from a pure heart. All right. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant, contra... Oh, that's so split, I can't read. Controversies, yeah. Sorry, it split the word in my screen, and I'm like... Huh, I need to make it bigger. You know that they, are, that they breed quarrels. How many quarrels do we have in the churches today? Man, it is catastrophic to people. How many churches have been split over stupid stuff? It's amazing. I mean, it shows you the caliber of the, the members that, that people have. And it's like, you're going to bump out of here because you don't like the music. It's like, man... You get an hour of it, and then you go to your car and listen to whatever you want to, but you're going to lose all relationships over an hour worth of music. It ain't about you anyway. It's about worshiping the Father. Hmm. So that's, that's describing your maturity. That's what's happening. We, we have some mature issues in church today as a whole. Man. Yes, ma'am. I was going to say the issue isn't with the church. The issue is with us, with people. Right. Because when you, um, when you give your all mm -hmm. to the Lord and there's just no room for any of that stuff, like we forget we're supposed That's to so be true. the church. And when you're living the church and you're in the church and you are the church, there... There is no time for quarreling or because the church isn't perfect. Mm -mm. It, it's, 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 well, it's, it's, a, a, it's a collective of unperfect people trying to be perfect. Yeah, but, but if everybody keeps focusing on what they don't like, well, oh, then yes. they're going to talk themselves right out that door. And that, it happens that's a lot. Satan's plan is to come in and destroy and cause, you know, dissension. Is that yes. Right? Yeah, yep. in, in the church. So... You know, I know, I know that I had a few issues. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, I did. Sure. But you know what? The Lord put on my heart so strongly, and that was Deborah. Stop. Mm -hmm. You're not being the church. I need you to be the church within the church. Right. And that's when my that's when I completely shifted. And, Amen. And, and the things that used to bug me. I, I love them now. They don't bug Come me on. at all. No, because I realize now that was from the adversary. Right. Who wants to destroy and break up the church. Yeah, that, great word. Um, yeah, very much so. I mean, it's it, we all are, you know, totally different people with totally different likes and understandings and different levels of maturity and and just life life experiences and I mean we are we're, we're just a collective people of I mean a smorgasbord of everybody you know 
the only thing that keeps us together is Christ. You know, and that's that's the main focus. When it gets off that is when stuff starts to go downhill. And and that's it. I mean, there's there's nobody out there that I can't worship Jesus with. Nobody. Well, it, and also, too, that the Lord put on my heart is that it's your responsibility. It's, it, it's you know, there's a lot of people that just don't want to work hard. Oh, I mean, yeah. And, and they, 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 they just want to, you know, there's some people that just want to sit back and be entertained, but that's oh, yeah. not why we're here. No. I mean, when you're in God's kingdom, you're working your bum off, literally. Oh, yeah. In every way and in every place. Right. Because you, like you said, you know, we're that, we're that vessel set apart yep. and we have to be prepared and we have to be ready because we don't know when, you know, we're, that God is going to use us right. in a mighty way. That's right. Oh, yeah. Nice. Very nice. So true. So true. Yeah, we are. We got we to gotta stick together. Having a oneness, as Pastor DJ has been talking about. You know, there is a, a oneness that, that we have, and it, it is because of Christ. There's no other reason that we, we are not one. It is Him and Him alone. And so, um, and, and it is because of Him, not the only thing. So here in 24, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone. That's hard to do at all times, to be kind to everyone. Able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. That's tough to do too. I can get pretty adamant about the things I say especially when it comes to biblical stuff and God I can get a little intense uh, God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth a kind word as it says in Proverbs will turn away anger that's where he's getting this from Paul is understanding Paul being a very educated man, um, extremely educated. Um, and so he's, he's basically quoting Proverbs here. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snares of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. All right. So what is he saying here? All right. Don't be quarrelsome. There's some people we know that's quarrelsome. But be kind to everyone. Able to teach. What's that saying? Do my job? What's that saying, do my job? Being able to teach someone what you're saying. Having the ability to be articulate enough to express what you're trying to say. There was a friend of mine that wrote a book on how to give your testimony. And I was bum-fazzled at what she was saying on how many people she encountered that could not share their testimony. And I'm like, why? It's just talking. And I understand that everybody don't have the gift of gab and, you know, but 
have we all sat down in a, in, a, in a way to be able to preach the gospel, to be able to tell your gospel and what Christ did in your life. And as a collective America, as a church, man, it's slim to none. I mean, there's people that I've, I've been, a, been in a lot of churches across America, and I'll, I'll ask them, you know, uh, you know, what's God doing in your life? That's pretty much what I'll say to people. And I'm like, what's God doing in your life? And they're like, well, you know, not much. And I'm like, well, have you, have you told anybody about Jesus lately? I was like, I don't do that. <laughs> what? What'd you say? So you're telling me that the Lord of glory who redirected your whole life and it set you up for heaven. You ain't excited about this enough to tell anybody? Hmm. And so that, that leads to me, <laughs> have you tasted the medicine? Um, you know, it's, it's I, don't, I don't get that. Um, you know, that, that, don't, that don't fly with me. And so he, he's saying, you know, prepare something so at any given time, you can teach what you've been through. You can tell others what you've been through. You know, and he's telling Timothy right here, leading them to a knowledge of truth. There's nothing greater than your testimony about what God has done in your life. That's, that's a tangible thing when people are like, well, I don't believe God's real. Well, let me tell you what he's done in me. Because if my life is real, then God has to be real. Because he's done it for me. And nobody else do it. I sit down, I read a book, I come to a revelation of knowledge of truth, and I realize that God is real. I love that scientists go to the Bible quite often. I mean, archaeology is the number one book in the world. Some are books that have ever been used when it comes to archaeology. Even the people that do not believe the Bible is real, they go to it as their main guide to find places. And it's like, man. Here we go. Ain't that just crazy? It's like, man, you, you have a book that is literally has is a massive road map straight to God, names all these places that most of them, well, I won't say most of them, a lot of them has never been recorded before in history, but yet they can go to these sites, dig them up, and realize they're, they're there. And it's like, how do you dispute that? It's like nobody else knows about it, but we're going to go find it because the Bible says it's true, and boom, there it is. Mm, I still don't believe God. Well, you're ignorant. Willfully ignorant. That's even worse. You know, denying the truth. Man, that's just... That's, that's, that's taking me back there. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't understand that. And, it, and it's the scheme of the devil. I mean, it's what they've been taught. They've been taught not to believe. You know, atheists, I love that people like uh, atheists say that, you know, I don't believe there's a God. Are you sure about that? You know, you know they, they don't believe in, you know, truths. I'm like, then how do you believe what you're saying is true? You don't believe in truths at all. Absolute's truth, you know. And it's like, well, how do you know what you're saying is true? They're like, oh, what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, I believe we're evolved from monkeys. Well, why are there still monkeys? Did some of them just wasn't that smart? Maybe they didn't evolve. You know, 
it's just, man, I've, I've heard some crazy arguments over the years. I love it, too. It's like, I just don't know if you're that gullible or just dumb. So, but yeah. So who was that for tonight? Maybe somebody on Facebook out there. I don't know. God said teach 2 Timothy. So we went through 2 Timothy. So, all right, God, I hope you smiled. So that's good. Y'all got anything? Yes, ma'am. Just, yeah, use the mic so that people can hear you at home. I have to relate to um, what you were stating about the, the iron in the wood. Mm -hmm. I studied a city that, uh, it was the city of Italy that were persecution coming in. People were killed, and uh, these people had to escape. The only escape was the bogs mm. out, way out and the ocean had to be, you had to be a very skilled uh, shipmate to even get through right. the, the ocean to the bogs. Well, they, they finally, through trial and error, learned to live on those bogs. But uh, they had a creative idea of taking wooden, um, large wooden poles mm -hmm. and, and, and pounding them down into the bog okay. all the way until they hit solid ground. They built the most beautiful city from logs pounded in this foundation. And what but era was this? This was probably the 1600s. Okay. And then um, they had to put a marble on it, and then today that city is Venice. And do you know that all those millions of logs... Yeah, because that's uh, yeah, sitting on top of water. Right. Yeah. ...have turned to solid... Like petrified, petrified yeah. wood. Wow. Which also, as, as we, we age, you know, we're, we're like young logs. And as we age and mature into God, we become uh, those strong foundations. Absolutely. Of, and this is the most beautiful city, and it is a phenomenon. And people uh, learn to live, and there was no way to grow vegetables or anything. Right. But they were able to get the salt from the sea. And God gave them riches. They would call it liquid gold. Yeah. That's awesome. Man, great story. I did not, I mean, I, I knew Venice was basically sitting on top of water, but I did not know that about the poles. I'm going to have to go home and look that up now. Here we go. Something else to find. Why, why did I, uh, you know, look at these cities, but... I find history brings forth truths of today mm -hmm. and uh, relatable things. So something that God would, uh, I do study a lot of archaeology yeah. and different things, but it, it all relates back to, right. to God in some way. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we can, you know, we can, God just does that. I mean, he's smarter than we are. Um, somebody told me that one time, and I'm pretty sure they're right. Um. <laughs> I, I, I look at this all the time. Why? How could they have known to put vertical logs down? Right. And, and and think that that would hold up a monumental city and a chapel that is That's crazy. You know, for life. Right. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's just. Yeah, I think. No, it's okay. 
Um, yeah, that is amazing. I mean, yeah, Venice is not a small city. Um, I mean, it's small compared to like Prattville, but it's not, it's, it's amazing how that city still stands. And like there's, it's one of the cities that's just not growing though, is it? Like it, it don't get any bigger. Right. Right. Yeah, it is definitely a jewel, man. Because yeah, they ain't. You know, I love the saying, they ain't making no more land. Yeah, and some of them are fresh logs, and some of them are petrified logs, and that you can build on them. Yeah, yeah, you can build on those petrified logs, and. Um, yeah, so much. Do what, brother? Petrified. <laughs> Antique is what he said earlier. Antique. Antique. And, uh, that's awesome. That is awesome. So. I equate that to the petrified being, uh, you know, your walk with the Lord and, and, and sharing the gospel and practicing you know, sometimes practicing with, you know, our friends or with our family members and, right. and just practicing and have, have them throw out those questions. And that, that's a great, wonderful, like, family evening oh, to yeah. spend with your children. And you counter these questions and then they have to, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know. Yeah, my kids bombard me with questions about the Bible. And I love it because I love their just eagerness to learn and especially my middle child man she comes up with the craziest questions you know and it's like maybe I can't answer that we don't have enough time in the day and you know and for her to then I have to figure out a way to dumb it way down you know and she wants a theological answer and I'm like I don't think you're going to understand that and it was amazing how how much she understands and um, if you know my middle child Amara I mean, she's, she loves it. I mean, she will sit down with me and, and I'll study archaeology and I get a new email in and here she comes. She's wide open. And uh, she wants to know. And, and that's, what, that's what I love about it. It's just, um, I just got a, a new one today. But let's pray and I'll, I'll try to find this email. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for Paul and Timothy. And uh, we thank you for the example that they left us. We thank you for their words and the ability to understand what they're saying and those jewels and gems that are tucked away in history. We thank you for those, Father. We are encouraged by them and we have understanding by them. Those very words come to life and we are so grateful. And let these words saturate us and and just let our spirits just meditate on them. Let us grow. Let us mature. Let us uh, be kind to one another, as Paul says. We thank you. We are grateful. And you are king. In Jesus' name, amen.